0: Tuned into the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast because it is a teaching tutorial Thursday, always presented by DraftKings. Always have the NFL Films legend, Greg Cosell, in the house on Thursdays. One of my favorite days, one of your favorite days, based on the download numbers, tell everybody you know, check out the Ross Tucker podcast on Thursdays. Nobody breaks the video down of these games or players better than my buddy, Greg Cosell. As a reminder, tomorrow already, I'm giving out winners. I love, love, love sending you guys these signed press passes from the games I call. By the way, like tonight, Commanders Bears, I'd love to send you guys that press pass I have. Nobody else has that that you know. Put it up in the man cave or something. It's cool. All you have to do is spread the word via social media somehow, some way, right? So just engage with us on any platform TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod, and we literally look at every engagement and then just pick somebody. So engage in some way, or you can take advantage of one of our awesome sponsors, perhaps even Raycon earbuds. I'll tell you about them in a little bit. And then the YouTube shout out is really cool. It's someone that subscribes to our fast growing YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And then just makes any comment. Your comment can literally be Ross, I'm just here to try to get the free shout-out for my family or my buddies or whatever. Anyway, speaking of shout-outs, Vance Asquith is our latest Tuckheads member of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Welcome to the family, Vance. You are going to love the private Slack channel. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Okay, Greg, as always, a lot to get to. I want to start with tonight's game. Now, look, I've already done a lot of prep. I was about to say, I want you to do my homework for me, but I've already done a lot of the prep because I got the game tonight. Talk to me about about these two teams, Commanders, Bears. What are you seeing from both them? And probably in particular, what are you seeing from these young quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, you know, I I know you've done your prep, but I thought what the Bears did with Justin Fields last week against the Broncos is a really good template for, I think, how to – develop this kid. I mean, he's obviously taken a lot of grief, but they did a really good job last week against Denver. Play action boot. They got him outside. That was the foundation of what they did. They played a lot out of 12 and 21 personnel. And when you do that, what happened, of course, with Denver, it will happen with, with the commanders, is you get the base defense for the opposition. And you know in base defense, you get more predictable fronts and more predictable coverages. And I thought Fields played arguably his best game as a pro. He was efficient. He made good throws. It was defined for him because of the boot action. And it allowed him to play comfortably. Now, the Commanders, as a their base defense is what we call big nickel. They play with three safeties. And Cameron Curl, as you know, Ross, is basically a, a box safety. Uh, so I think that, to me, is really the matchup on that side of the ball. It's the base personnel offense with the, a lot of the boot action with fields versus
0: the big nickel defense of the Commanders. I know you're going to say, Greg, I can't answer that. <laughs> but when you watch the Broncos game... It's hard not to look and say, well, why hasn't this been what they've been doing with fields the
1: whole time? Uh, Yeah, that's an unanswerable. uh, You know, the next step in fields development, obviously, um, is the straight drop-back pass game. Because you're going to need that when it gets to be third down. And by the way, I thought that, uh, and I'm curious what you thought as you've done your homework, I thought the Bears O-line had a strong game in pass protection. Um, because Fields was not under a lot of duress. I mean, he did get sacked a couple of times. They were kind of odd plays. They were either blown assignments or that fumble. I'm not sure what the concept was because it was boot, and they didn't block at all. I guess they expected Benito to run down the line of scrimmage, but he was the play side outside linebacker, and as soon as Fields turned around, he was in his face. Um, so it's hard to blame Fields for that. I know people do, but, you know, the concept seemed a little awkward. But, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I just don't. But this game, don't you agree, he just looked really comfortable? He got outside the pocket. They ran all those levels, concepts. He hit the intermediate crossers. It just looked comfortable for him.
0: Agreed. Uh, You know who else I thought looked comfortable, especially given the circumstance and situation? Sam Howell. I mean, playing on the road against that Eagles Defensive front, and you know, I think I said last week, Greg, on this show, that you know, quarterbacks always say, Ross, you don't really know about a young guy until you see how they bounce back from uh, the the game where they throw four picks and lose the game, right? And that was how last week, and I would say, Greg, he bounced back pretty darn well. Yeah, and you know, I guess we all thought—I mean, I know
1: I did—that the Eagles' D-line would dominate the the game against the commander's O-line. That did not happen. You know, and, and Howell, one thing I really like about Howell, and he'll continue to find that balance, is Howell is really strong staying in the pocket when there's a lot of noise around him, when the pocket gets muddied. He stands and delivers. And he also, when he goes from one side to the other, which I've seen him do a number of times this year, he has a good feel as a young quarterback for progression reading. He moves his feet with his eyes, and that's really important so he's not making off-balance throws. He's still stepping into throws when he works from one side to the other. So I was really impressed by Howell coming off, obviously, the poor game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, These are two interesting young quarterbacks. I I know... I know Fields has been ripped by a lot of people, but he's a talented kid, and I'm curious to see where he goes from here. This is an important game for Fields uh, tonight against the Commanders.
0: You know, the other thing about Howell is, Greg, he's not a dynamic runner, but he's going to be able to pick up a couple first downs yes. a game, and that is huge. Yes, Those are like free first. I mean, great point. I, I don't think all third-down conversions are created equal, Greg. Yeah. And if you get a third-down conversion where the pass concept didn't work, the coverage is good, nobody's open, and you convert for a first-down anyway, that's like extra credit. That, that that's no, I That's agree. a more valuable conversion in my mind, if that makes sense. No, he's not a great athlete, but he's good enough to do what you just said. Jaguars are playing the Bills. Sunday morning across the pond, I think it's at Tottenham Hotspur. What are you looking at? What are you thinking about about these teams? Felt like they both played pretty well. Maybe their best games of the season last week.
1: Yeah, well, this week, of course, the Bills are the best team in the history of Western civilization. Last week, the Dolphins were. So we'll see what happens on Sunday morning Eastern time. Um, I like what the Bills are doing offensively. They're trying to run the ball. They didn't have great success last week, but I think they understand that that needs to be part of what they do. And, by by design with their pass game, they're kind of controlling Josh Allen a little bit. They're having quick game throws, get the ball out of his hands, establish some timing and rhythm early in games. Um, I think that's a really smart thing to do. Josh Allen will always have Josh Allen plays. That's who he is, and you're not going to take that away from him. But you want to establish a rhythm to your offense. You don't want your offense to be built around Superman. You want your, your offense to be built around concepts and rhythm, and timing, and some ability to run the football, I think they clearly understand that, and they're moving in that direction. And quite frankly, I think Trevor Lawrence has played pretty well. Um, You know, it's easy to say he hasn't because the record might not be exactly what people want, or the numbers might not be what people want,
0: but I think for the most part, Trevor Lawrence has played well, Ross. Well, right, there's been the drops, and his offensive line has had issues with, you know, some of the guys that are out there at tackle with the Cam Robinson suspension. I'll say this, Greg, and I think I said this earlier, the two things that jump out to me about the bills, they have a little bit of physicality or downhill running game that they haven't really had before. And and they're trying to have that element with their new guards and with the Latavius Murray and Harris and uh, their defense is playing really well. I mean, McDermott, you know, I think McDermott having Micah Hyde back helps a lot That Bernard kid is good. He's like a, he's like a, almost like a Milano type that they, they're just good on that side of the ball. And you know, one point very quickly about what they did
1: last week to play the Dolphins. They did not really have to step outside of what their identity as a defense is. In other words, you know how it is during the season. You can't put in a ton of new things during a given week. It's too hard to do that for the players. So, they could play the Bills, excuse me, the Dolphins, the way the Dolphins need to be played, staying within what their identity is as a defense because they are a split safety defense that rushes for. So they didn't have to change up a whole lot of what they do. They just had to do it really well with tremendous discipline, and they did.
0: Let's move on to the Texans and the Falcons, a pair of two-and-two two teams But it feels different because the Texans have won two in a row. Falcons have lost two in a row. And i got to be honest with you, Greg, I was not expecting C.J. Stroud to play this well this early, especially with all the injured O-line guys. Yeah, it's not hard
1: to love what C.J. Stroud is putting up on tape, Ross. He is playing with great poise, great composure. His release looks even quicker than it was at Ohio State. He's seen things well. He's getting the ball to the right receiver. He's a natural thrower. So he throws with pace and touch. That's not a problem for him. And he's so precise with his ball placement. You know, he strikes me as a kid that could roll out of bed and be accurate. He's and that is such an important thing when you're naturally accurate because when the pocket gets muddied when you have to speed up your mechanics a little bit that's just the nature of the NFL obviously and there were you know that was a concern for people with him coming out because he didn't have to do that a lot at Ohio State but in the NFL you've got to speed things up at times and he stayed really precise with his ball location so I've been like I said it's it's really not
0: there's nothing not to like about what C.J. Stroud has put on tape through four games. There's also nothing not to like about Labatt Blue Light because it's delicious, and if you want to enjoy it tonight while you're watching or listening to Bears Commanders, go for it, or this weekend, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends, live life to the power of we, always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York, Let's talk Ravens-Steelers, Greg. And we can talk whatever you want to talk about. I will say this. It, it feels like the Ravens' offense, it feels like Lamar Jackson is getting pretty comfortable in that thing. Can I flip the script on you, though, Ross, and talk about their defense?
1: Yeah, sure. Because um, I think their defense, because of Lamar, and, and Lamar's playing fine, that's not the point I'm trying to make. It, nothing nothing negative about Lamar. Um, but I think their defense is which gets overlooked a lot, is doing some really good things under Mike McDonald. They have some really cool pressure schemes, blitzes. I love the way they're using Kyle Hamilton in their pressure schemes. He's a long, athletic kid. People may remember him coming out of Notre Dame a few years ago. Um, Very highly rated prospect. You know, long, athletic, can be used in multiple ways, and that's what they're doing, and they're really featuring him in their pressure schemes. I really like what Mike McDonald is showing us on tape with that defense. It's been fun to watch.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I saw Hamilton's, like, racking up sacks. I hadn't got a chance to watch the tape. I was wondering what they were doing with him. It's really cool stuff. I mean, they're you know, they've always, when
1: Wink Martindale was there and now McDonald's, I'm not saying he's doing the same thing, but they're really, really good at breaking down protections. You know, you know how it is when, when defenses study teams, they know what the protections are going to be in, in, in given down in distant situations with the personnel they have on the field. They know, hey, it's going to be a five-man protection. It's going to be a six-man protection. They, they know that from tape study, and they're doing a really good
0: job of breaking down protections. So the Eagles are playing the Rams, Greg. Yeah. And uh, I guess that w- one of the things I'm curious about is they get, the Rams have this Puka Nakua kid, and the Eagles are trying to solve their their nickel <coughs> corner situation. It, they it's signed Roby, as you know,
1: dichotomy. Yeah, they signed Bradley Roby, and I don't know whether he's ready to go this week. I don't know the situation. But it would be a good week for him to go for this reason, because what are the Rams do? And actually, the Rams offense has been very good. Um, obviously, people are talking about Nakua because he has 39 receptions. He's been targeted 50 times. But what the Rams do, which is hard for young players, and this is why they sign Roby with the Hope He Can Play this week, is a ton of stacks, a ton of bunches, a lot of motion, reduced splits, things that are difficult to deal with, For players who are not used to that, and even though Bradbury's a veteran, he's not a slot corner. So the game is different when you're a slot corner as opposed to when you're an outside corner. Roby, in his last couple of years in, in New Orleans, played in the slot, and he's a veteran, so he's seen all this stuff. But the Rams' offense has become a very fun watch for me on tape each week. Ross, I love what they do with their motion concepts. You know. They have Tutu Atwell, who's probably 150 pounds. They put him in motion a lot, with the whole point being it gets him free access off the ball with speed, uh, and he can run. And then Nakua, he doesn't motion as much as Atwell, but they do motion him as well. But it's just a fun passing game to watch, and Stafford he is still really a high-level player. I could show you plays, anticipation throws that are just ridiculous. If I stop the tape as he's starting his delivery and say, who's he throwing the ball to, you'd say, I have no idea. And he's just playing, you know, he's just a fun quarterback to watch. He knows how to play the position.
0: You know, it's never been fun to watch Zach Wilson play, and I'm just being honest at quarterback. But he played all right the other night uh, against the Chiefs. He looked like a a competent NFL quarterback, and now the Jets take on Kareem Jackson, who we had on the show yesterday, and the Denver Broncos. What did you see from Zach Wilson, Greg? You know, you make a great point because when you watched him, you, you
1: felt like he didn't belong. And last week, it he it felt like he belonged. Um, now, again, the bar was low, but I thought he made some really good throws. Um, uh, I thought that he was more decisive in getting the ball out of his hands to the right receiver, which is something that he really struggled with in the past. He gets stuck in the pocket an awful lot. Um, he made some good throws. I I, I kept looking at the plays because, you know, the problem is, and, and I tried to get myself out of this mental mode, Ross, is you watch him with the idea that he's bad. You know, and I, I was trying to get myself out of that mode. I was just trying to watch the tape with, hey, here's a quarterback, you know, what's the route concept? What's the coverage? What's he looking at? What was he asked to do? What's the read? You know, and sometimes I'd say 90% of the times I know, but there's 10% I don't, because I don't know exactly how he's coached. But overall, I thought he played with a a far greater sense of command based on what he'd done in the past. Um, Now, there's still a lot of work to be done, without question, but you
0: hit it right on the head. He looked like he belonged. What about uh, Monday night, it's the Packers and the Raiders. Greg, yeah, um,
1: I really, I kind of enjoy watching Jordan Love every week. Um, I think that he's another guy. The good plays are really good. Like you see timing, you see anticipation, you see an understanding of where to throw the football. Um, I think his mechanics need to be cleaned up a bit. He's a little loose and undisciplined, He, you know, with the ball, with his footwork. You know, he throws a lot, too many balls off balance, drifting. That can be corrected. Um, but overall, given that this is his first year as a starting quarterback and he's played four games, I think that the tape tells you that there's a lot to like about love, um, As you know, going forward. Whether it happens Some things, as I said, need to be cleaned up. But I think he's putting good things on tape that that lead me to be optimistic about what's to come.
0: I guess the last thing, Greg, is just, um, you know, I don't know how this happens. Like Randy Gregory or even J.C. Jackson, you know, he was so good. Those last two years in New England goes to the Chargers. It doesn't really work out for him, whether it's health-wise or on the field now he's back with New England when he was kind of at his best what what was he really good man to man corner because New England was still playing a ton of man
1: back when he was with them a number of years ago now New England's changed a bit they don't play as much man just cuz they don't have the people but JC Jackson was a really good man corner and then he signed the contract with the Chargers got hurt early but in a couple of games he played before he got hurt he was getting beat a lot Um, so I don't know what happened. Those are things that are unanswerable unless you're there. Um, We'll see what happens back in New England. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is now out for the season, which is a shame, because that kid was looking very, very good, and he's going to be a good player. Um, So we'll see. But, you know, Randy Gregory, he's he's been playing a lot of snaps, but the kid to watch, and I loved him coming out of Oklahoma. He's in his second year, and he's the guy who's going to take Gregory's spot, is Nick Benito. People should keep an eye on him. He's going to be a good player.
0: You already are a good player, Greg. Every week, love it. At Greg Cosell on social media is how you can follow Greg and the matchup show and what he's up to. All right, Russ, appreciate it. Have a good one. It is the best time of the year right now. We got October, playoff baseball, and the winter sports are starting, and the NFL's kicking in the gear, and it's also Raycon's anniversary. Those of you watching on DK Network or YouTube.com, slash Ross Tucker NFL, you see me showing you my blue earbuds. I love Raycon. They're turning six, and they have an anniversary sale, which is very cool. Celebrate Raycon turning six, my earbuds of choice, with their biggest sale of the year going on now. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash Tucker and use code BIRTHDAY to get 20 to 40% off site-wide. That's code BIRTHDAY at buyraycon.com slash Tucker to score 20 to 40% off. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker.
2: Tuck stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with what you and Greg were just talking about. The Patriots, they trade 2025 six-round pick to the Chargers for cornerback J.C. Jackson and a 2025 seventh-round pick.
0: Right, and Jack, the Chargers are eating most of J.C. Jackson's contract this year. So what that tells you is, J.C. Jackson for the Chargers became a sunk cost. They were desperate to get rid of him because they got really nothing. They upgraded a 2025 draft pick from 7th round to 6th round, which is very, very little, and they're still paying him most of the money. I'm actually surprised that the Chargers couldn't have gotten more or a better deal for Jackson. In other words, if the Chargers were willing to take on that much of the contract, I guess I would have thought somebody would have been willing to give more draft choice compensation than the Patriots did. But obviously, the Patriots needed them. We'll get to that in a second. And the Chargers kind of knew that the Patriots would probably be interested.
2: Like you were talking about Patriots, cornerback Christian Gonzalez is going to go on the injured reserve with a torn label while Texans guard Kendrick green is the latest Houston offensive lineman to go on the IR.
0: Unbelievable. Texans are setting records here for injured offensive linemen, And yet Stroud still playing so well. He was already in there for the injured Kenyon green. Who's out for the year. As for Gonzalez, what I'm talking about about the Patriots yesterday for my labat take Gonzalez and judon are like their two best players. And they're both out for the year. I mean, it's getting worse
2: for the Patriots, not better. A little bit more injury news. Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox did not practice after getting an epidural shot for his back.
0: So, you know, I do this Ross report thing now, a a daily minute or less on the Eagles. And I said there, too. You can check it out on social media, by the way, if you're an Eagles fan, at Ross Tucker NFL. It's not good because you don't really get an epidural shot unless you're having nerve pain down your leg or nerve numbness. And, man, it's early in the season to already be doing that. Uh, We'll see whether or not Fletch is able to manage that thing.
2: Colts officially opened the practice window for running back Jonathan Taylor.
0: Right, and there's debate whether or not he's going to play this week. It seems like maybe things have changed a little bit for them. I, I don't know. This has been a strange strange saga with John and Taylor for sure. I guess I still kind of feel like I'll believe he plays for them when I see it, but sounds like at this point he's at least willing to, which is why I'm at least willing to when the clock stops in this podcast or whenever the game stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, that's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, They're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game.
2: The Broncos are going to cut edge rusher Randy Gregory if they cannot trade him.
0: Well, right. This is sort of like what we talked about with J.C. Jackson. My guess is if the Broncos are willing to take on a decent amount of the salary, and they should be because I think it's guaranteed, then somebody else that wants an edge rusher will give them something of value.
2: And we got a game tonight, Ross, and you will be on the call for it. The commanders, the host and the bears. Who do you like in this one and why?
0: Well, first of all, this is a big moment for the new owner, Josh Harris, because we're going to find out just what his ownership's going to be about with the press box food in at FedEx field. We'll see whether or not they've stepped up their game or not. You know, This is a Desperate Times Call for Desperate Measures game for the Bears. It's a primetime game. Not all games are created equal. I do think fields will run a lot because the Bears have to try to find a way to get this win. Should be an interesting one. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to myfrontpagestory. dot It is the best gift you could ever give anyone. Just go there and put your email address in, so when they send out discounts for the holidays, or Mother's Day, or Valentine's Day, or whatever. You already got the code. We'll also shout out backofficeschedule.com, go bangles.com, steakhouseports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sporticulture, and pizza boy brewing.